Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode 87, I am joined by Christine Sparks. Christine has been my friend for a few years. She is also a regular friend to Ignite the Radio show. So if you want to hear a wee bit more chat from Christine or indeed listen to her singing and some of her songs and her music, you can do that in shows 43, 64 and 79 over on my Mixcloud, Searching and Hughes Ignite. This conversation though was one that was very different to anything that we have discussed It's about living with difference and about that acceptance that we can all have different opinions, but it doesn't mean we have to be against each other and how we all put ourselves in certain camps, whether it's politically, religiously, socially, you know, about how we live our lives and we see those that live their lives differently as somehow being our adversaries and how that isn't necessarily acceptable and something that we should do and should we be striving to do life differently I think this was certainly quite a a challenging conversation in that sense because I could recognise the parts of me where I would instantly put a judgement on somebody if I found out something about them it surely made me contemplate an awful lot since I had this conversation so I hope that it does for you as well I don't think we get to an answer in it because there isn't one other than that we all start to take responsibility for how we're showing up in the world and how we place ourselves in different parts of our life and in our society and could we do better. Enjoy. Christine, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hello Anne, it's lovely to be here. You're a real friend of my radio show actually, you've been on the show a few times, number 43, number 64, number 79, so it's great to be chatting with you again, albeit virtually now. They're good numbers. They are, they are. (laughs) It is, albeit virtually we're here Anne. We're here, we're here. Tell us a bit about you. Christine. Okay, so my name is Christine Sparks. I am an artist, singer, songwriter, landlord, mother, grandmother uh, from Renfrew, which is just outside Glasgow in Scotland. And I, yeah, I'm just sitting here in my wee studio room looking out the window and chatting away to my pal. Great. So you haven't been on the show the number of times you have been. Well, have yes. answered this question in brief many times, and I know it's a it's a thing that we talk about quite often anyway because we we love a good chat. But yes. today, sitting in September twenty twenty one, tell me, Christine, what do you know for sure? This question, Anne, and you're absolutely right. We've we've dug into this a few times in the radio. I was. Thinking about this this morning, what I would normally do with you is I'll rock up to the show, you'll ask me the question, and as is my one, I will just go whatever comes into my head. Yeah. But this morning when I was writing, I really gave this some thought. And that's not like me. Mm. And I, quite a few things came up. You know, I know that I'm held, I know that I'll always be safe, I know that I'm loved. All of those things are true. Mm-hmm. But what's coming up for me in my life at the moment, so what's present, is that what I know for sure is that unless we learn, and I'm talking about now, both at the micro level but also as humanity, unless we learn how to navigate and celebrate and live with difference, Mm -hmm. then 
how are we going to evolve emotionally, spiritually, in daily life? So there's this question around, that's almost a slightly taking it from a negative perspective of saying, unless we learn. Mm. But that comes from the fact that there is no denying even, you know, go to social media and obviously with lockdown, a lot of people's experience of, in inverted commas, the outside world, other people, uh, has uh, has come through social media. So much difference as a parent, so many arguments, the need to belong to one side or the other, yeah. the need yeah. to claim power for one belief system, which naturally then presupposes there's another belief system that believes the opposite. I am so done with that. I know. I'm so done with it, Anne. So that's really my, my thing today. My thing today is it's quite serious that I am... Now, listen, I'm not saying this like some virtue signalling, I don't do this. Everybody does it. Yeah. Everybody does it. So take a conversation like... and I. I heard a conversation this morning in the cafe where you have one person that says, I believe X. And what will quite often happen is the other person will hear that, hear that stimulus and come in with, oh, do you? I believe Y. Mm. And then what happens is they have this back and forward of stating their beliefs as to why they are either in X camp or Y camp. Very rarely do we see or hear anyone say, oh, do you believe that? That's interesting. Tell me more about that. Mm. Tell me more about that. So let's take hot topics. Mm -hmm. Vaccines. There's Mm -hmm. one. Uh, You know, we live in the west of Scotland. It could be, are you green or are you blue? It could be, do you believe in vaccinations or do you not? Do you believe in independence or do you not? I have friends who vote Tory. I have friends who don't believe in Scottish independence. I have friends who absolutely believe that A, everyone in the world should be double vaccinated and have booster shots and have passports. And I have friends who believe none of that. Mm. But what I can do is have conversations with each one of them. Because unless we learn to do that, then basically we're just in our own clanging bell. So that's what I know for sure. That's what we need to work on. That really is. And I'm just, I was flicking through there to try and find something that I had put on my, my Facebook page, Anchusic Night, recently. And it was just because I disagree with you does not mean I hate you. We need to really earn that in our society. Absolutely. And am. it's like that calling upon us all that we can disagree, we can have hard conversations and still be respectful of each other and still move yes. forward on the same path as each other. And that it's become almost like, and I think part of social media maybe plays a role in this because we know what everybody thinks of everything is, or the people that share it anyway. And therefore we put our judgment on it in a, in a very chambered way because if you write something I read it in my house in my person I come up with an opinion about you and who you are based on what you've said there and we don't get the chance to discuss it but I mean again and you you slightly did bring up there obviously in Glasgow are you green or are you white and recently the the sectarianism in Glasgow obviously is just awful and it's in the news again in the day that we are recording this and you think I mean, ultimately, we are not so different from each other. There is so much more that unites us than divides us. Well, yeah. 
I agree with that. Mm-hmm. What I do not do is to see that mm. operating through or coming through people's actions. So yeah. but, what I thought was wonderful was I was writing about this. So I, that was what I was writing about this morning because I go to a cafe every morning and I write whatever comes into my head mm-hmm. or whatever's in my heart. And I got in the car. <laughs> and this is why I always say I don't, there's no such thing as coincidence. I get in the car and I turned on the engine and on came the radio, Radio 4, and there was an interview with a woman, I can't remember her name, I, and immediately she started talking about our ability or our incapacity to be able to live with difference. And I was like, I've just been writing about this. Mm. So she represented a movement called Compassion in Politics. Mm-hmm. And this is a cross-party organisation who are working to put compassion and inclusion and cooperation at the heart of politics. Now, we know that the political system, that we, certainly that we live with, if you watch anything, I mean, you know, even going to the Scottish Parliament or going to Westminster, it is an, it sounds like an ancient jousting match. Yeah. That it certainly is not compassionate. So to be able to hear deeply what someone's beliefs are and to hold that in a space and not agree, as you say, not necessarily agree, but also be open to the fact if you have an undefended heart, perhaps you have a belief system that is not open to change. Perhaps it might feel scary or different or something we're not used to. To go, how would it be to soften my edges around that? You know, I could say, let me think about something really blanket, which actually I do have a lot of, which actually I, I realise I'm quite hooked into. So something like, all Tory policies are shit and therefore I, I don't agree with the Tory and therefore I will not befriend anyone who votes Tory. That kind of thing, right? That's very reductive thinking. But that exists. It does exist. That it exists, exists in me. That quite honestly does exist in me, as you know. Okay. <laughs> that exists in me. And yeah. It doesn't exist with everything. It, it does exist with that example. And where, where do I get to with that, if I'm being really honest with myself, I suppose, yeah. is that would I experience the world differently if I was willing to sit down and listen? Perhaps. But I would instantly go to, but they won't. Because I don't trust that of other people, that everybody is just coming at the wor- their experiences of the world in a way where I'm going to accept everything you're going to tell me and understand why, and you're going to accept everything I tell you and understand why. And I just, I mean, if you any thought, and how, how do we ever find a good meeting place for yeah. all of this division, do you think? I, I think um, one of the issues is, and as you said there, See, the aim is not actually to accept everything someone else says and to understand why. Mm. I think I think if we have a, some kind of a, a motivation, uh, okay, also, that's somebody's, let's say, take, take the Tory or take, let me think, what would, I don't know, somebody who says, uh, well, I don't really understand uh, why anybody would be an artist and what point there is to create that. I'm trying to think of something that I would be triggered by, so let me take this back to myself. And singer-songwriting is a waste of time. You know, mm-hmm. anything that then has some pull to me, it is unlikely that during any conversation we have, I am going to fully understand their motivations and, and agree with them. Mm-hmm. 
And all, already in the physical body, we get triggered because we've got beliefs which are born through all of our experience. Yeah. The beliefs that I have politically are born through my experience. They're not just happening in my head. I will have physical reactions to things people will say. Yeah. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. How do we combat or how do we move forward with that? I think it starts at ground level. I think maybe, you know, something like NVC. So NVC is a way of uh, a form of conflict resolution which focuses on compassionate communication mm. where we look at what people's motivations are for, for their beliefs, what their feelings are and what their unmet needs are. And we try and have some deeper understanding of what is driving people's reactions, what's driving their triggers, and maybe find a place where we don't necessarily agree, but we can hold a space for, here you go, difference. How do we hold a space for difference? Mm. It's certainly not in our political system. You know, you're either yellow, red, blue. It's still very much that way. It is. is. So... I think it's something we have to learn from a young age. And I think, and it's interesting, in a, in a piece of work I do a coaching with people usually within the third sector on their strengths, and what I'm trying to get people to understand there is that we all look at the world through a different lens because we all have inherently different strengths, you know? Yes. And I think if we could actually maybe find ourselves in a place where you could think you just look at the world differently for me based on your life experience, based on where you're coming from. You can't possibly look at it the same way as me because we have not walked the same path. Then could we perhaps have a bit more compassion or a willingness to just understand each other? I don't know. I don't know. That's it. It's just having that appreciation that we're we're all different. Even you could be raised in the same family and still have very different experiences of life. Absolutely. And this is the whole... You know, it then brings up the whole nature-nurture debate. Now, I was raised uh, in a household where my dad never never really spoke about politics, was an incredibly compassionate person and always taught me never to, you know, don't make assumptions about people, Christine. I'm thinking also, I was thinking also, we were reading Viktor Frankl again this morning. So he was an Austrian author, Holocaust survivor, philosopher and he said the words that I I guess I really opened up here with. He said, unless we learn to increase our capacity to live with difference, how are we going to move forward? So his whole thing, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Mm-hmm. And he says in that that the search for life meaning as a central human motivational force, as opposed to being right or wrong, is really what's going to enable us to be freedom. You know, he also said the space between our, the stimulus that we encounter and the response that we offer, there lies our freedom. So if I hear something that really agitates me, and I'm going to own this, I am more than likely, because I'm quite a challenging person, to jump in with my what I might perceive to be my sort of justice or rightness yeah. before yeah. giving the space, because that's compassion, Giving the space for the other person's truth, however much I disagree with it, to exist. Yeah. To agree to differ, and you're absolutely right. No, I don't see that happening very often in Facebook's horrendous for it. Mm-hmm. It's like I could put up a thing that just said, oh, I can't even think something quite innocuous. Yeah. You know, here, here, here's my new sandals. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
oh, lucky for you, you've got sandals. You know, Aye. some people Aye. don't have the money and you're like, oh, my God, Aye. I'm Aye. just going to step away from it. I'll just share paintings. And... and I suppose if we think about, you know, who can fix the division in society and so yeah. often we look to, like, somebody else can fix it. You know, let's look to the government. Let's look to whoever. <laughs> let's look to institutions. Really, that's what yes. down to us all being willing to do our part, doesn't it? Absolutely. So... I was talking to Sophie and Chloe. Sophie's my, my, my youngest daughter. Chloe's her girlfriend. They're both just turned 20. They are, they've are. had a tough year. You know, they're just about to start third year at uni. So they've had a pretty interesting last 18 months. As you will know, yeah. that's not the university experience any of our, that anybody signed up for. Yeah. But I was thinking about them. So they are Gen Z, if you like. I have enormous hope when I listen to young people of that age because... They have no, the wool is not pulled over their eyes that any yeah. systems of government are going to help them, mm. that any systems of government are going to create the fairer society because they've watched things crumble. I think, for, in my experience, they seem very responsible, they seem very emotionally intelligent and open to realising that we need to have discussions around stuff, we need to have discussions around identity because that leviathan of control i.e. government they're not going to fix it for us mm. you must be joking so I've got great hope for that because I think they realise that we are self-actualising sort of phenomena it's up to us you're right Anne it's up to us to start Yeah. so what I'll tend to do is I'll notice when I get triggered because trust me I'll get triggered every day mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I think we all do yeah. mm-hmm. and I'll be like that oh there I go again there I go again, making some value judgment about something that I do not have and the full facts or experience of. And the irony is, even though I'm sitting here totally agreeing with you, I could justify every single value judgment that I would place on somebody based on something they told me about themselves. I know. And that's it. Because this is how we are trained. Now, we are not necessarily consciously trained, but because and as a society and as individuals in society, we generally like to belong. We generally like to associate with people that think the way that we think. This is how we are subconsciously trained anyway. So that whole thing around, well, maybe I can let this go and be, you know, compassionate. Compassion is a soft skill, but it involves, it takes a hell of a lot of courage. It's not... Like, you know, hashtag blessed, hashtag compassion, hashtag grateful. They're more than sort of little aphorisms on, on mugs. They yeah. take... It's tough work, Anne. It is. You know, it's, it's like active compassion, active gratitude. Yes, you're absolutely right. Mm. Because I'll go, listen, we both do quite a lot of Zooming. I'm amazed how many times I'll go on a Zoom and maybe I'll encounter a person whom I have no prior knowledge of, right? Don't know them, never met them. They could say a couple of sentences. Actually, they might say nothing at all. I'm going to have made a value judgment about them within the first two minutes, potentially. Yeah. Just because it doesn't matter. Maybe there's a poster behind them that says something. You know, this is happening all the time, I think, with inside us. We've got a kind of barometer of... Do I, am I attracted to this person? Am I attracted to their ideals? Am I attracted to their values? Or am I not? Are they my people or are they not? Aye. And it's until we learn 
how to notice, first of all, that that is happening and therefore how to negotiate a way around that constant judgment loop. So I don't have the answer, but I do notice it happens. I know. I know. I think it's such you've given us so much to think about, I think, in this conversation, Christy. Well, it's been like quite it. a serious one today, but that's mm-hmm. that's where that's where my heart is just now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, Anne. It's been lovely as usual. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.